The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Tuesday, May 17th, 2016, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hits ABC series as casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my fantastic co-hosts. First up, she wants to destroy magic. It's Katie Cat. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I do not want to destroy magic. Just just saying. That's not what I heard. <laughs> hey guys, hope you guys are doing well tonight. I'm excited to talk about the finale. If she helps you, she'll be punished. It's Ashley Michelle. Oh, at least I'm adorable. Hey guys, do it on the sly, Ashley. Do it on the sly. (laughs) No one will see. And you don't want her help? Fine, she'll fix it on her own. It's Priscilla. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey guys. Welcome, everybody. Unfortunately, Ava Stark is in another realm right now, so she will not be joining us this evening. But before we get into our recap, just a couple special announcements. In one week on May 24th, we will be releasing our Season 5B Postmortem. Then in two weeks, on May 31st, our special Once Turns 100 retrospective episode will be released as well. And uh, stay tuned, because later on this summer, we will be revisiting Once Upon a Time in Wonderland with our own show, which we're titling Storybrooke Weekly Mirror in Wonderland. How appropriate, (laughs) right? (laughs) Great. Gotta love synergy, listeners. Synergy. It's the magic word. (laughs) Nice. All right, so let's jump into our recap of episode 5.22, season 5, episode 22, which was titled Only You and aired May 15th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Regina reels from the death of Robin Hood and everyone tries to give her room to grieve. But when the heroes discover gold has stolen Hades's Olympian crystal and tethered all of Storybrooke's magic to it, they set out to stop him. Henry decides he no longer can stand all the pain magic has caused his family, so he goes rogue, with Violet in tow to destroy magic once and for all. Meanwhile, Zelina, Snow, David, and Hook attempt to open a portal that will return Merida and the other Storbrook guests to their homes, but things go awry, and the group winds up in a deranged 
new world. Good grief, everybody. So I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode, Only You. We'll start off with Priscilla. Okay, so I was warned about this previously, like through the spoilers with y'all, and through like the, the preview. And goddamn, like, I knew going in that a Henry and Rumpel-centric episode was going to be boring, but I didn't think it was going to be this boring. I was, dun, 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 dun. I was just like, this is like a, a grade-A, like, plastic when I expect platinum start to an episode. Goddamn. Like, mediocre. Very mediocre. All right now. Katie, did you think it was mediocre? <laughs> well, it was not my favorite episode. Oh, my. But... And Katie saying this, this is a shock, everybody. Because <laughs> Katie loves them. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I mean, I did. I did like it. I did like it. And I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, it wasn't my favorite episode, and I can't place why exactly. But it was still enjoyable. I still enjoyed it while I was watching it. There so. wasn't enough Captain Swamp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they completely separated you, them. <laughs> I know again. Like, dear Lord. <laughs> Well, since she's already talking, Ash, your initial thoughts on the episode? I didn't dislike it. I think, it, you know, there's only like so many episodes a season. I, I liked the new universe that they brought in, the new realm. I think that was well done, very well done. I didn't really care for what was going on with Rumpel. I liked to see Emma and Regina work together, starting to work together again. But as soon as it opened the episode on Gold saying, uh, duh, I want more power. Like, you're gonna forgive me for this spell. Like, that just turned me off. That that had to be in the first five minutes of the episode so made I'm it confused. seem like I wasn't gonna do a, what? Does that mean you liked it or you didn't like it? Like, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't enjoy watching it. Like, I was very excited to watch it. I was. Like, the entire time I was just like, okay, what's going to happen next? But I was like, where, where is the story? And so I'm really, like, I feel weird about this episode. Like, like what Katie said, that she can't really place what it was that she didn't like, like, I can't, I didn't not like the episode. I didn't hate it or anything, but I can't really stand to watch a Rumpel-centric episode. See? Mediocre. Like, it's, 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 you didn't hate it, but you didn't like it. Like, it's, it's not an, it's yeah. not a push enough to be like, wow, this is like, this actively makes me feel bad, but there's nothing in it that's like, once upon a time like oh this like brings up like warm fuzzies and happily ever afters for me like yeah right. like and i mean we've had a couple seasons of really great finales and like this one was kind of like eh. it was good but like it didn't live up to what i was expecting right like when i watch the episode i i try to watch them twice before we record the show when i was going through my dvr 
for the two episodes recorded together, I was just like fast forwarding at five arrows forward, like, okay, that happened, that happened, that happened for the first episode. And as soon as the second one started, I was like, okay, let's play. I didn't even want to watch this episode twice. Oh, yeah. I get exactly where you're coming from. Well, damn. Okay, I agree with all of you. It was... <laughs> and I know, well, Ash was saying, and Katie were saying, how they don't, they can't really pinpoint what was wrong with the episode. I know exactly what was wrong with the episode, and I will be pointing it out. There wasn't enough Captain Swamp. Throughout, well, that isn't my reason, but um, I'll be pointing it out throughout <laughs> the broadcast. But yeah, it just was... Yeah, and this is supposed to be the season finale. It's a two-hour season finale event. They've been doing these event-style season finales the past two seasons. We had them going back in time. We had them in the alternate reality. And then there was this. And um, although there were elements that were, like, really good, but it just was a hodgepodge of a mess, unfortunately. Bring up what I I did discuss this with you, Poppy, already about how a lot of the people that were saying that this episode wasn't good that I thought is because people need to be shocked nowadays that something needs to surprise them for something for them to like something because we're so desensitized as a society now, especially our age group. But like the first time I watched this episode, like okay, it was a great story, but it's like a book that was just okay and I just wanted to know what happened to the characters but I didn't want to read it again like it didn't have enough sustenance to me to make it want to see it over and over again if I already knew the story Mm -hmm. I don't know if I necessarily needed it to shock me I I just I feel like it just needed more and maybe if they would have if they would have set this up differently like no offense to Henry but it, it he just uh it like, I just felt like everything <laughs> he was like doing 12. was so stupid. I don't think he's supposed to be 12. He has to be older than 12. And yeah, he has to be, like, 14 or 15. By yeah, now. and to steal something from, one, from, like, another show in one of our other honor personalities, her name is Deidre, she does not like the teenage angst, and there was so much teenage angst in this episode, and I'm like, I'm sick of this teenage angst as well. It was just... Uh, it was just so stupid. He kept on making the worst decisions, and it just... I don't know. It, it was just, it was difficult to watch sometimes. I just want to yeah. say, like, com- like, going on, like, Ashley's theory, I feel as, as, like, TV viewers, we like things to go under a certain formula, though. Like, it can stray, but not too much from what we've seen before. And I feel like they were trying something different by making it feel like the start of another season for the for the next two for these two episodes. Right. And Adam but, and they even told us that that was going to happen, but not this bad. Like, but they've been know, able like, to I'm, do I'm to like con- the two-hour contained story so well, which sort of set up the next season in a sense, like the past two years and they've done it like in a much better way and even one of the times henry was the protagonist like the whole alternate reality episode which was last year and they gave him much better material to work with he was 
better. Like he was, he, yeah. Th- this was a bunch of teenage angst, and he, I don't know, he felt like Henry, like even though he was adult and he had like more adult, I should say, and he had to figure stuff out on his own, like in that whole Rumpelstiltskin alternate universe out of character fan fiction debacle. Like it was still magical and interesting to me, and in this one, he just he whines. He sucked oh, the life like, out of every scene he was in. Yeah. It was like, it's, it's a like metaphor a for real life teenagers. Uh, well, <laughs> hashtag accurate. That felt like season two, Katie. <laughs> it was like season two again, where Hunter's like, I'm gonna destroy magic. I'm totally doing did, the but... right thing, even though I don't understand any of it. Uh, good grief. Well, I love it because we, like in Walking Dead, there's, there was a running joke, at least, where it's just kind of like, stay in the house, Carl, and Carl doesn't stay in the house. Oh my like, God. It's the same thing, like, shut up, Henry, and Henry doesn't <laughs> shut up and stay in the corner. He, he goes and fucking ruins shit. Henry is Carl now. That's so sad. Yeah, it is. And it's not the Carl that's now. It's like the Carl from, like, the early seasons. It's season two or season three. That was the worst. Get a damn haircut, Henry. All right. <laughs> So, uh, before we get into, as if uh, we haven't already gotten into it, into a thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow the station on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives and search for storybrook weekly mirror through itunes and hit the subscribe button all right let's get into it it was a pretty linear story so we're going to try to go as linear as possible we did pop all over the place in this episode so we'll let you know where we are as we go through uh, this recap quick shout out to the opening title sequence where we see that the once upon a time logo is attached to a flying dirigible which i thought was pretty neat oh yeah that was cute i like it was we we saw that a little bit later on in the episode yeah it was really cool yeah all right it set us up to believe that you were right I know, which I wasn't, but listeners will get to that, and it made me very sad. (laughs) So let's start off in Storybrooke, because that's where we always start off. And we're at Granny's, and we start off with this beautiful opening shot of uh, Regina. And Lana Parrilla knows how to emote, because from that opening shot of, like, the despair and the sadness in Regina's face, I was like, good grief, this woman knows how to freaking act. It was beautiful. I, I loved it, even though obviously she's in mourning, and I don't like seeing my Regina in mourning. But it was a very powerful opening shot, at least for me. And so we're at Granny's, because that's where all the wakes and all the parties are. And um, everyone's there trying to console Regina. Zelina's there, and, and uh, you know Zelina's consoling her sister, because they both have uh, kind of experienced a similar-ish loss, I guess, if you would count. Zelina and Hades as a significant loss. But why not? Cut, cut, her, a, cut her a break. Like, she's just kind of like, nobody will ever love me. So, like, 
for someone to love her for like an episode or two that's a lot that's her lifetime that is true they were yeah. true love they were true yeah. love so that that is true i oh. uh, see what i did there yeah anyway <laughs> so at granny's violet makes an appearance we haven't seen her in a while and she pays her respects to robin to henry and she was even like you know telling henry once i heard that you were in the underworld you know i was so worried for you i was scared you weren't going to return he's like really and they get their little feels and touching hands and all that kind of stuff and uh we have gold who's at the clock tower and he's got the pandora's box and he's got the olympian crystal and he's like i know a way to wake you up bell don't worry i did this all for you good grief so back at granny's we have um emma and uh hook they're approaching granny's and emma tells hook you know stay outside i need to go and tell people especially since regina's not going to be able to get robin back you know i need to sort of like gently tell them that you're back so she enters and uh you know she's about to console regina but regina's like hey you know don't treat me with eggshells like everyone else is you know and so as uh emma's trying to uh basically get a little bit of alone time with regina to delicately tell her that hook is back all of a sudden gold at the clock tower is uh, using magic and uh, what he does is he tethers the magic of storybrook into the olympian crystal because he needs power he needs more power he needs all this power to wake bell up since uh, the kiss isn't working and when he she does don't want you <laughs> i know like, get get over it like Oh, that made me so mad when they're like he he tethered like story but like storybook's magic to the crystal. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> Storybrook has been your home for years. Like you know its residents. You saved them from Pan before, and you're willing to risk all of their lives just for like your own satisfaction. That was like my like strike one into. I hate Rumple like this entire episode. Oh gosh. God damn. And so that's what he does. He tethers the magic to the crystal and so there's obviously a whole bunch of rumbling in the ground and lights and all this kind of stuff. And um from out of nowhere, Hook enters. He he doesn't listen to what Emma said. He's like, Swan, are you okay? Are you okay? He has to make sure his baby's okay. Yeah, but I just, after that discussion that they had outside, I, I thought that was so stupid. I it was not part of the plan. No, I completely agree. I was just kind of like, she just told you not to do anything. And it was like one shake of the ground. Like, they have gone through so much worse than this. Like, Girl, why? He just came back from the underworld. No, that was just, he could have waited a, at least a moment. Like, give her a chance to let people know that he's alive. Especially since they had just talked about it. But he ends up popping in. Everyone's surprised that he's alive. And uh, Regina's like, you know, don't worry. I know, I'm never going to get my way. You know, the heroes are always going to win, basically, is what she ends up saying. And s Yes. Hashtag every Regina fan ever. <laughs> yes. And so... Uh, Regina and everyone figures out, you know, the only person that's powerful enough to do all this is Gold, you know, the one person that's not here. And so they head on over to uh, the clock tower and they realize that somehow 
Gold has a piece of the Olympian crystal, and he used it to tether all of Storybrooke's magic to it. And uh, they um, get into a discussion, Emma and Regina, to where Regina's like, she wants to help, but Emma's like, no, you can't. And I'm like, didn't you guys, like, go through this an episode ago where Emma wanted to help and everyone was telling her no and then Emma helped anyway so why are you doing this to Regina no I'm I'm going to go even farther back into this and in Camelot when Regina tells Emma to simmer down and to not help bad shit happens like stop telling people that they can't help (laughs) yeah so Henry overhears this, and and I don't know what what uh, I just uh, I don't even know what to say because it's it's like uh, oh Henry. Well, let's get into it. And Henry overhears this, and like his moms are like, you know, go and and hide out. Everything will be okay. But he doesn't listen. He heads on over to the pawn shop, and he steals some of uh, his grandpa's money. And uh, he texts Violet to meet him there. And he's upset about how magic has ruined everything. You know, it's ruined all, all of our lives. You know, my dad. It and has everything. Exactly. My dad. Why and suddenly sound like Greg and Tamara? Oh, no. Yes. Oh, gosh, that's funny. My dad and um, my mom's boothang and all this kind of stuff. And so magic, we need to find a way to get rid of the magic. And so I have an idea. Do you trust me, Violet? Do you trust me will you do anything for me will you come with me on a journey well i don't know if my dad will like that but you know what i'll go with you anyway and he's like we'll call this operation mixtape because there isn't a better name than operation mixtape i I guess so bad saying being super catty and i'm like is this mixtape gonna have more than one song because you keep keep playing the same shit to her and another part of me was like catty as hell and being like magic's ruined everything i'm like i know because you exist without magic you wouldn't be here like sucking up my airtime well damn oh god like i don't understand him like he told me the whole he did the team thing where he's like god this ruins everything i need to text my girlfriend now and tell her like why life sucks maybe she'll commiserate with me and like and she does go away together we'll skip school like and they do this is this is very much high school. Like, uh, uh, all right, fine. If you're gonna write uh, like a real teen, good job. Once upon a time, you did it. But they're miserable. Like, nobody wants to see a real teen. Not even their parents. Like, nobody wants to see their kid go through that. Like, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. And so then Henry is like, "Well, I'm an author, but I'm only supposed to be writing stuff down, and I'm not supposed to do it." you know for any other reason but i'm gonna break that promise right now for the greater good and so he ends up writing himself in possession of the olympian crystal and uh which appears in his hand so he sends a text to both of his moms basically letting them know that he's gonna fix everything he knows what he's doing he's gonna make sure that nothing bad ever happens ever again how considerate text your moms that you're you're going to destroy everything around them. <laughs> but I'm doing it for the greater good, guys. Exactly. Everything Didn't will be fine. He, wasn't he one of the people that, like, went up to Emma when Emma was like, magic is the worst? Like, and I, I'm trying to, like, get rid of it. That he's just kind of like, no, magic is a part of you, mom. Like, it's what makes you special. Like, wasn't he? 
Yep. But he, that, didn't he say that in the forest when Emma was with the bug hiding from everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's puberty. He has hair growing in places he but... never knew would grow. It, <laughs> but... He's confused. Okay, we had Emma say, like, he's gone all angsty teenager on us. Like, once. Like, four episodes or five episodes ago, and it was out of nowhere. There was no leading up to him becoming this... Hashtag puberty happens. <sighs> but it doesn't happen like that. Hormones take long time to change the he's, body. He's been annoying for a while. Like, like he like, and it bothered me that they used this like writing mechanic because I'm like, dude, you've had that pen since the underworld. This would have helped had you written like, and now we're out of the underworld, safe and sound. Like, why did you use now, now to use the pen? I'm like, yeah, that's true. I know. I was it would have been to... taken away from him before he had a chance to use it on magic. It would have been nice to see him like get into some hijinks to like steal the crystal from like Rumple, but like to use that, I'm just like, this is this is easy writing. This is just how like A equals like A plus B equals C. Like this is how we're gonna like go about this. I felt it was lazy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, Gold arrives and basically he lets them know that Henry has taken the Olympian crystal and uh, he says that Henry could destroy all magic with it and he says even Storybrooke and so Emma and well Regina initially was going out to search for Henry but uh, Emma's like you know I put a GPS app you know you'd think after all the time that he ran away you know I wouldn't have done this and so they use the app to locate Henry. So before we continue on with them, we do have some story brook business to attend to. So uh, since they don't know when magic might be destroyed, there are all these people that are there. Remember Merida and all the the merry men and the Camelodians and all these other people that don't belong in Storybrook. Well, they want to go home before magic ceases to exist and destroys Storybrook and all that kind of stuff. So Zelina. She uses the uh, um, the sorcerer's wand to create a door that uh, has a portal to send everyone back to where they belong. I, I love the line from Snow White. She was like, you know, let's let's let it not be a twister. <laughs> you know, I thought that was good. Ruin all the fun. Like it's true. A, a twister would have been nice, but it would have been messy. It would have been messy. I understand. And so there's this nice little scene between young Roland uh, and uh, he's he gives uh, Zelina one of Robin's arrow heads or whatever that was. He gives him the fletch from arrow tail. Well, there you go. And he's like, oh I think Regina would like this. This is from my papa's arrow. And uh, it's so cute. Way to make him sound like he's from the Dominican Republic. <laughs> he might be, you never know. And uh, Zelina does say that uh, he will get visits from his little sister at one point. He does give his sister a, a kiss on the forehead, which I thought was cute. He's, he's adorable. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sad to see that child actor go. He's, he's, he's super cute. Yeah. He's so precious. He's, 
he's he's got little dimples. Dimple face is gone. So sad. So Merida, Roland, Little John, and everybody else ends up going through the door in through the portal back to where they belong. And so Zelina tries to close the portal, but all of a sudden the portal becomes too strong. And uh, it must have to deal with the fact that uh, the Olympian Crystal has all of Storybrooke's magic and this, that, or the other. And the portal becomes so strong that it ends up sucking up Zelina, Snow White, David, and Hook into it before closing and uh, the portal door vanishes along with it. Poor Granny nearly got sucked up, too, with Baby Neil, but Baby Neil never gets to go on any adventure, so he gets to stay yeah. behind. You know, having a baby along probably would complicate things. I know, breastfeedings and that kind of stuff. Have him age up the way you did with, like, Zelina's pregnancy. Just have it happen real quick and have him be, like, a child. <laughs> Make him a teenager <laughs> so he can hang with uh, Henry. <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way. Shit. No. Can you imagine though, like speeding up the age process and they're like, we went through this with Emma before and we're dealing with it again. We never get to see our babies grow old. Well, she's not getting a chance to do that anyway. Mm. Yeah. She's always gone. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people that are gone, we have Regina and Emma and they've made it to Boston because that's where the GPS uh, app led them to. But no, Henry and Violet are not in Boston. Henry left his uh, phone on the bus because I guess he knew that Emma was going to track him. So with, um, you know, I, I guess the, the anger of... Uh, of like not knowing where Henry is, uh, Regina grabs the phone and throws it into the trash, and then it lights on fire. But they're like, "How did you do that? You know, we're in a land without magic." And then so they realize that because the Olympian crystal is in the land without magic, that magic is following it. So that means not only do they have magic, but gold has magic. So they need to find uh, where Henry is. ASAP. And so Regina uses a needle and uh, she pricks Emma's finger and uh, she basically does sort of like a tracking locator type of spell on a map and the blood drips and then it drips down to exactly where Henry is and it turns out that they are in New York City. So let's head on over to New York. Henry and Violet are there and uh, Gold arrives as well and gold uh, does not want to pay fifteen dollars does he oh my god are, are you kidding me really fifteen dollars like uh, <laughs> are you at all trying to become well, endearing to us they're from the middle ages they barter with chickens and cows oh my gosh <laughs> he's been in this land for like 28 years it's a little unreasonable. I just thought it was so stupid. I'm like, really, dude? Like, you're gonna choke the guy out until he lets you through the toll? Uh. I don't know. I just thought yeah, it was I, so stupid. I'm like, really, dude? Like. It, that ugh. was. That was one in my many, like, 
moments where I like audibly told the screen like fuck you Rumple like it's just, Rumple gotta be Rumple like why why you gotta do that why you have to be mean to people hashtag like, thug life you don't even do anything to you it's just like every scene that happened with Rumple, it just got worse and worse. You're like, oh my, go away. <laughs> and he doesn't go away. <sighs> Horrible. <laughs> At this point, I wanted to ask you guys, do you think he's going after Henry, like to take his power and to like, by any means necessary, and by any means necessary, like, hurting him? Like, did you guys think that that was, that was what could happen? Yes. Yeah, especially if he's remembering that this child could be his undoing, and it's always in the back of his mind thinking that, I need to keep an eye on this little sucker, because he's probably going to be the reason why I die unless I kill him first. Although in my mind, he would have said this little fucker. See, this is where... (laughs) The writing gets weird for me, though, because wasn't this, like, Rumple also wanted to, like, destroy, like, Storybrooke and take Belle and Henry with him. Like, so now he doesn't give a shit about Henry? Now he just wants all the power. Okay. And Henry took away the power. So he's gonna fuck up Henry until he gets the power back. It, it, if this episode was anything for Rumple, it was what he said in the beginning with, "I just need more power." That mm-hmm. that will always be yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, Rumple. And wow. it's like clear. It 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 was so cl- like this last half. It became more clear and more clear and more clear that the only like he's not gonna change. That's all he's gonna want is power. And more power, and all the power in the world. Yeah. Every single power. Ever since he became the Dark One again, that that's yeah. been his path. Right. And like, even chill. like, yeah, really. <laughs> and even what he said to like Bell. Oh, Katie, that was amazing. The air. <laughs> oh, Katie. I would love. I would pay big money to see Katie walk up to Rumple and be like, <laughs> "Just chill, man. Just chill." <laughs> As we have another frozen arc where he freezes her soul or turns her into a cockroach. Oh my god! Oh. No, puts, puts her into that snow globe. Oh. By the way, what episode was that? Yeah, that, I, I couldn't remember that either. Because that's not Arendelle. Like, no, that's not like what that. Where did that snow... Did we have a snow globe episode? Like, is that a reference to what's going to happen later on? Where we're going to get, like, a backstory explanation into this? And why does Henry know? Like... Is it the same snow globe that Hook had when he walked out uh, in episode 8 of this season? Oh, as a dark one? Like, he's just kind of... Never mind. I I thought it was the one that he was taunting with. I don't know. Katie, do you recognize the snow globe? No, I'm trying to... Well, I mean, I remember, I just can't... I can't picture where it, where it was. I can't I remember, episode. like, a village that pissed off Rumple so much that he made it into a snow globe. Not an entire village. I remember Archie's ugly parents, but, like... Aww. <laughs> They're cute. But, like, I don't remember. They're cute? They're, like... They're not cute. They, They're, they like, little munchichis. are made of. Oh, my God, like puppets no i love them okay <laughs> speaking of puppets we're at neil's apartment 
And, uh, well, wait, before we get to Neil's apartment, we have Henry, and, um, he's walking with Violet, and he basically pulls us out of thin air. He's like, I know something that no one else knows, and you better promise not to tell anybody, okay? And Violet's like, okay. Like, my dad wanted to destroy magic, and, uh, we need to follow what he's doing, and I know that he's got some information on something, maybe it's in his journal, and we're gonna find it, and we're gonna follow the clues, and we're gonna stop magic! Alright. So, Regina and Emma show up at Neil's place as well, and, um, Regina ends up finding an old letter from Robin Hood addressed to her and um, she reads it and uh, it even comes out in his voice and basically it's him reminding her that she will always be a brave heroine in his eyes and that's the person he fell in love with and so there's a really interesting and nice heart-to-heart between Regina and Emma basically where Regina's like you know I'm never going to be able to shake off the evil queen she's inside me I'm suppressing her you know i i do want wonderful things to happen i love my friends i love henry i love this family that has created you know around me and i would never want anything bad to happen to them so i have to suppress all these horrible feelings and urges that i have inside of me and and i'd rather be unhappy than hurting the people that i care about so while they're having this discussion uh, Emma was like going through the search history of um, the laptop to see where Henry was going to go next, and they realized that he is uh, going to uh, the um, the public library, and uh, they are unaware that Gold is outside the door snooping and listening, and so now he knows where to go next. Because knowledge is power. Sorry, I just I had to say that, but. Knowledge is power. Why? What? Why do people still say stuff like out loud, like real, like you're on a mission, like your son has been like Operation Mongoose, Operation Cobra, like whisper shit to one another, like there's, there's probably like people listening, like or magical devices or something, like when I saw Rumpel just kind of like in the background, like listening to like <laughs> he's in the public library, I was like, God, seriously, damn it, damn it. Oh, oh Rumple. <laughs> did did we ever get like Neil saying that he wanted to destroy magic? No, he said no, he wanted to go where there was no magic, and he did. Yeah. Yeah. So that was weird. Oh. I feel like they that pulled that out of nowhere. Like, yeah, that was. Yeah. I was convenient. Like, what? what? <laughs> I was just kind of like more pissed at Neil. What? <laughs> That makes me more pissed at Tamara, because I was like, then you would have gotten along with him just fine if you wanted to get rid of magic. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> okay. Writing mechanic. Like, it's just... <laughs> why? Like, couldn't he have been like, I'm on this quest, and I want to destroy magic, and what better place to look for it than the library? Because I think I, ha- I, 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 I remember seeing something like that when I was here, like, before with my mom. Like, that, it's as easy as doing something like yeah. that. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. From, from, from up in heaven, Neil, chastise your son. Like, do something about him because he is starting up shit. 
and <laughs> smirching your name. Ah. Hashtag well, OMG. his name wasn't really clean to begin with. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, we head on over to the library, and Henry and Violet, they're in, like, the, the very rare book room that, you know, the librarian's like, nobody comes in here like it's been years since people have come in here they all they want is the young adult fan fiction and all that kind of stuff and so uh, once they start going through the books in uh, this uh, you know uh, section of the library Henry ends up finding all these different once upon a time storybooks containing different stories and whatnot. And so they come to realize you know because Henry has said in the past that all these are real stories and real people so Violet's like you know all these stories must be real stories with real people as well can I just shout like shout out like what the you guys got um the three pictures right yes like, what, what was in the book yes it was a uh, Don Quixote it was Gulliver mm -hmm. yeah. Gulliver's travels and uh I can't remember what the third one is right now off the top of my head. Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. And then 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yep. Was I was one. like, Nemo, I read Nemo there. Oh my God, this, does, <laughs> does, like, is, are these future, like, Easter eggs or future, like, spoil spoilers? I would love for them to be future spoilers. I, I think so. I think Katie might have information on our next recording about it. So listeners, stay tuned about that. Yes. So, uh, as they're going through all that stuff, and, um, and Henry's feeling like this is a dead end, Violet sees a replica of the Holy Grail. And uh, she learned back in Camelot that the Holy Grail is the, the, the beginning of magic. And so she's like, maybe your dad didn't know how to fix things because he had never gone to Camelot because this looks like the Holy Grail and since this is a little different than the Holy Grail then maybe this is uh, like the inverse of the Holy Grail whereas the Holy Grail created all magic this version uh, this dark grail might end all magic so Henry ends up breaking the case and steals the item puts it in his book bag but oh no the doors open, and it's gold. Like, uh... Hashtag FML. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hashtag FML is when he's like, we'll stop you, <laughs> and proceeds to get rolled. Like, oh my god, that, that was funny. <laughs> no, it was good, because like, Henry was like, well, you're gonna have to go through us to like get it. And then he's like, whoosh. Oh my god, it was so Ooh. stupid. Henry, really? That, 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 oh, and then he could stand up to him like that, and Gold's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> yes. And so they get knocked out, and Gold leaves with the crystal. Uh, a short time later, Emma and Regina find Henry and Violet, and, uh, he updates them on everything that's happened, but sort of leaves out the part about finding this dark grail. And because why not keep secrets from your loved ones? Exactly. Did we learn anything this season. Apparently not, or at least Henry didn't. And so they tried to do another one of that blood uh, with the map locator spells, but unfortunately, their magic 
has become ineffective again due to everything that Gold has been doing and in him being in possession of the Olympian crystal. So they just ruined the map. Yes. It's because Gold is doing all this magic in his hotel room. We'll continue on there in just a moment. It's time to visit the Unknown Universe. Dun, 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 dun. All right, remember Zelina Snow, David and Hook? They got sucked into a portal. Well, they pop up in a new world. We're not in Storybrooke anymore. And unfortunately, they have no way to return to Storybrooke before magic is wiped out because the sorcerer's wand has broken in half. So the group... The ending of the wand... That ending of the wand still looks like a scrotum to me. <laughs> oh like, gosh! Like on close up, I'm just kind of like, why, 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 why does it look so ugly in the bottom? Maybe <laughs> that's what she said. Another part of me was just kind of like the wand broke. Total Harry Potter moment. Get some spello tape, and you can somewhat fix it. Ah. No, that was they didn't say that though. But they, but uh, Zelina does say duct tape. You know, this isn't like. Fixing, you know, your your fender on your shitty truck, David. <laughs> she has shade. Like, I love her. But it is here when we realize that they are not in black and white steampunk Transylvania land. Because nobody is in black and white. So, single teardrop from my theory that would have been so appropriate. I on the back. Like... In my head, I was like, no. It would have been so appropriate with what ends up happening, but they ended up not going that route. They do find a frightened gardener who uh, they try to, you know, at least figure out where the hell they are, and they're like, we need magic, and all this. He's like, magic, oh no, no, no magic. And he's like, you shouldn't be here, and uh, you need to leave, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, we have one of the... Um, orderlies arrive and uses this I don't know what would you call it it was almost like a magical stun gun to uh, knock out our storybrook avengers yeah, it was an electric baton like that that it's like a it cattle prod like one of those, like, it looks like one of those clubs that they use like back in like the victorian era to like beat people or something but like yeah it looks like shocks the... people with it I, I, just, I, I saw that thing and I'm like damn that could have been useful for people that don't have magic, like against all of these like giant like magical foes. This that that looks like a cool weapon. I know, right? But it wasn't cool for our heroes because they wake <laughs> up in a cage that has enchanted bars, so Zelina's magic cannot be used to escape, and they're greeted by the warden, who initially he's he's very curious about these people he's like i'll be the one asking the questions and he's like i know who you are the dark one sent you and uh they try to get on his side they're like no the dark one is our enemy you know the enemy of the enemy is is our friend you know that kind of thing hey let's be buddies and this kind of thing but he's like no you know i know you guys aren't telling the truth and you will stay here so later on the gardener ends up visiting and um he agrees to help them 
but he does have uh, you know just one small request that if he helps them you know they need to help him escape you know they need to take him to where they're from this that weird land uh, story brook he's like take me with you and so he's like i know how to fix your wand you know i need the wand give me the wand i'll fix it for you then i'll set you guys free and then we'll all go to storybrook together and uh, zelina's hesitant to give him the wand but uh, snow's like you know this is the only plan that we have so the gardener ends up repairing the wand uh, with some like really steampunky ingenuity alchemy exactly and uh you know he fixes the wand but then uh the orderly arrives mr pool and um the gardener's like oh the the warden you know he wanted me to do this and so pool is like well let's ask the warden if this is true and so he forces the gardener to guzzle down this blue potion and then all of a sudden the gardener turns into the warden. The Hulk. Sorry. <laughs> that was very Basically. Much the Hulk sort of thing. Like, and if we're comparing to like the original story, it kind of makes me sad considering Poole is there for Dr. Jekyll, not for Mr. Hyde. You yeah. know, they're the same person. Like, like the, he's supposed to be like the true like servant to Jekyll. He wasn't a but, bad guy. Yeah, but. I, I guess they're 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 changing the tale, and it's kind of like I guess sure like this 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 is this was interesting. Yeah, and so we find out that it's Doctor Jekyll, it's Mister Hyde, and uh, initially Hyde, uh, I don't know. It seemed like he was initially going to to mess with uh, Jekyll's plans, but then he's like, you know what? let's go with the flow you know let's use this and um he ends after sort of finding out earlier in the episode that the dark one has found love he uses the um the sorcerer's wand to basically throwing to throw a huge wrench in uh, gold's plans and he uses the wand to summon the Dark One's wife. So, we see in New York City, Gold puts the Olympian crystal down, he puts Belle down, he's like, I'm gonna save you, Belle, I'm gonna show you that I did all of this just for you and our baby, and you're gonna understand, and we're gonna, and I'm gonna give you everything, and like, we're gonna see the world, and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, a portal ends up appearing. He's like, a portal! And so, the portal is about to appear, and instead of grabbing his wife inside of Pandora's box, he grabs power, a.k.a. the Olympian Crystal. I'm so glad I wasn't the only one who noticed I that. noticed that instantly. Okay. So, I'm gonna go onto this, onto this just because I want to hear what y'all's opinion on this is. I was talking to someone online about that. And they said, no, what you're missing from that moment is that Rumple brought the crystal and brought like the box to that, to that like hotel room, to that place because he wanted to give her like everything, her best life. And really like, had he like been able to like bring Belle back 
then we never would have had to like go through like magic maybe leaving or, or Jekyll and Hyde coming and they could have lived happily ever after and a part of me was like was thinking like do you I'm remembering the Frozen arc where he wanted to leave with Belle and Henry and have them be have them not know about what's happening in the past and I was telling her that it looked like he chose power and it and even if he had brought Belle back it he, he would essentially be choosing power again I, but I don't know like it, it's really hard to justify this as like a rump bell sort of like situation but can you guys see any of that no he chose power no no i I feel like that person was really trying to come up with something because it it really mm. he was like which one do i grab oh let me grab power fuck love yeah especially since she has said over and over again that you can't always choose choose power over me yeah and i want you to not use your power anymore that was like the most literal interpretation of that yeah like, he immediately... Well, I mean, he hesitated for, like, a second. And then he went for the power. Like, yeah. excuse me, sir? <laughs> and so, uh, Pandora's box, with Belle inside of it, gets sucked into this unknown universe and falls directly into the hands of Mr. Hyde. And, uh, basically, he's like... He tells uh, Mr. Poole, you know... With this, we'll be able to get everything that we've ever wanted, basically. Dun-dun-dun. All right. So this was the first hour of the two-hour season finale. Any final thoughts on the first hour of the the two-hour season finale? Of course, we're getting another villain. Because Rumpel fucked someone over ages ago. (laughs) Like, I love it. It's like... They, we would have no issues if Rumpel was never around. I just thought he's gonna die. He starts it. Like, he's an instigator. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, oh crap, now we that. all have to deal with the fallout from this because you did something dumb. <laughs> and Dear lord. It, I, I hated the Henry scenes. I hated the Rumpel scenes. But the scenes where we get to see hide like I, I i'm just kind of like this actor kind of he's giving me hades vibes where like he's he's taking the role and enjoying it like being yeah. like a total asshole like and i think it's one of the things where like where snow comes up like during the cage and she's like hey enemy of my enemy like you can let us out and like we'll never bother you we'll never tell you and he's like well i find that problems never bother me like if I leave them locked up, I'm just like, oh my god, like, that, that's true. Why the hell would he let them go? And and this is the first time, like, a, a villain actually, like, says, you know what? No. And just leaves. Like, no. it's, I, I, I like this so much. Like, th- this feels like it might be, like, new and refreshing for next season. Yeah. I was just gonna say, I, I mean... The, you know, New York adventure part of this thing was not my favorite part of this episode. Um, I did kind of like the Emma and Regina teaming up a little bit, though I kind of got annoyed a little bit at Regina. Uh, But I really liked the sections with 
uh, Snow and Charming and Zelina and Hook, and then Hyde and Dr. Jekyll, too. That was just, it was really well done, and it was super interesting. And I thought we got some really good CGI, too, which was great um, in those scenes. Um, And Hyde was just... Hyde was, I really like who they chose for this guy because he has, I love his voice. It was like with Hades, you know, he's got to whisper everything, but I thought that was, I kind of liked it because it went with his character. But with this guy, I love his voice too. It just, it's so interesting and it goes with his character and he just plays such, does such a good job with this character and He's super intriguing, and I'm really excited that he's going to be, he's back for the next season, that this isn't all we're going to see him in. Um, So I really enjoyed the sections in this episode in particular with um, Hyde and then um, Snow and Charming and Zelina and Hook. Mm -hmm. I couldn't care less about the other stuff. (laughs) I also, like, if you're talking about the, the New York part, like, I'm remembering, like, the the chat that Regina had afterwards with, with Emma, where she just goes, like, if I give in to my first impulse, like, I lose everybody. But if I don't give in, I still lose everybody. Like, I still end up losing. Like, it's... On one hand, I was just kind of like, no, I'm an evil regal. Like, why? Like, re- give Regina a chance. But then on the other hand, I'm like, she's killed so many people. She's fucked up so many times. I know redemption isn't necessarily about, like, making everything right. Because there are some things that you can, just can never make right. But, shit. Like, it, it just feels like she gets a bum rap now. Like. Like it's, uh, it's but yeah. I I appreciate it that uh-huh. that we've seen that dark magic kind of corrupts and it's kind of like and in like the season one like commentary and in like further like interviews Rumble said that like power is kind of like an addiction to him. Well, Regina had the same addiction, but she's she's reforming. She's realizing that her first instinct to go back to it isn't healthy and it's not what she should do but like it never really goes away yeah right and i i personally thought that we were done with regina's redemption arc like i felt like it was good it was solid like she was forgiven no but now they like reopened it now that um robin's gone and it kind of seems like pulling it out of their ass like well, we need another big storyline. Let's let's make Regina have to choose between good and evil again. Like I yeah. felt like it was done. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Like I feel like we've gone through the cycle so many times, and I do. F- I mean, this is kind of spoilers for the next episode, but I do feel like she kind of instead of struggling forever, she did choose the right thing but then I don't know we've gone through the cycle so many times but then it's always uh, if it was the right thing I I remember the the woman in the Peter Pan arc whose like regret tree didn't work for her because she didn't regret what she's done because it brought her Henry 
I remember oh, the woman right. who like decided that she was going to like turn over a new leaf and like be better, like walking with Robin and Roland. I don't see that woman now. And I get like if if we're talking about it like it's it's the cycle of addiction, it's the cycle of redemption. Well, I, then I guess it kind of makes sense that there's like a downturn every once in a while, but I don't know. It it feels shoehorned to me. It feels like, well, we need some drama. So let's have her feel hurt because that that isn't new. Like Regina being hurt isn't a new thing in this show. Like, uh, I don't know. He's a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I almost... Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, I was just saying, I almost wonder if they're doing this knowing that maybe season six is their last season or close to it, and so they're trying to, like, bring it around, you know, bring circle it around toward the beginning, almost. I could see that. I don't and know, that- though, so... I don't know. And I know that they maybe. know that a lot of people love the Evil Queen, and so I don't know if they're trying to get back more viewers from that or whatever. I don't know. Katie, I heard on your show yeah. that Once Upon a Time is only going to have six seasons. Oh, six seasons in a movie. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. We never know. Yeah. I'm still Katie, hoping that it's seven. Because if they do, do go like full circle, then that would mean two seasons where it's like season-long story arcs, three seasons of half-season arcs, and then two seasons of season-long story arcs. I'd like that. I would like that, too. do that. Give me 11 seasons. Give me 12. Give me everything, (laughs) but make it magical. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I will say, I liked the peak that we got into the land, because when... um, when Hyde was talking about, you know, oh, you know, now we've got leverage and this kind of stuff, and then they, like, panned out, and it was all, it was like a CGI world, but it was still, like, a unique-looking CGI world. I mean, at this point in the episode, we still don't know where this is, and it was just, like, an amalgam of a lot of stuff, which I thought was really neat, and the dirigibles were awesome. Yeah, when we saw that, like, flying ship, like, all I could think of, I mean, I've never seen this movie, but... I know it's, you know, icon of the movie, Treasure Planet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my heart. why did you make oh. that connection? Oh, <laughs> You need to see that movie, Katie. It's really good. I know. You know, I, when I saw the dirigible, I thought for a split second that maybe we were going to get, like, Victorian era stuff, which means we were either going to yeah. get, like, black and white, like, land or we were going to get like the asylum like the the Victorian era place where Alice was stored like at the beginning of Wonderland and I was yeah. like either one of these is going to be amazing and we don't get that and I'm like I compared it to the um lightning bolt um ship from Stardust the pirate um. steel lightning that would have oh. been cute but Dang. it's not Disney so we can't get that. Yeah, <laughs> this land could have so worked if it was the black and white land as well, but they didn't go that route. <laughs> I can hear the heartbreak. I know, like. so sad. <laughs> it would have been so good, I and then it would have fit. But 
It wasn't that. So, uh, alright. So it's time for the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. Let's find out who your MVP is. We'll start off with Katie. Oh, I don't know who to choose. Um, hmm, can I do? Let's see. I'm going to choose... <laughs> I'm going to be selfish and choose... Hide. Because I just... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I really like his character so much. Like, he's... He's not an MB MVP for being, you know, a good stand-up person. But, like, he's fantastic. And I love the guy who plays him. And I am so looking forward to seeing more of him. Like like Priscilla said, he gives off, like, this Hades vibe. But in a different way. And I really like it. So, I'm excited. He made me really, really excited to see more of him. Well, there you go. And since she complained... I'll make her go last. <laughs> so let's go with Ash. You see, I was quiet this time, Priscilla. <laughs> Ash has learned the rules. I'm being punished. <laughs> see how it feels. I'm the warden now. I'm not going to stop. But my MVP is Roland. Because out of oh, everybody God. in this episode, he was the one person that I could stand to watch the story of. And he was adorable, and we're all going to miss him. Yeah. He's so that's, cute. That's sad when the only character you can stand to watch is the one that's saying bye. <laughs> Not even Granny? That was a really cute moment. Like, that little kiss mm -hmm. on the forehead. Like, it almost felt like an impromptu thing from the actress that, like, he has to give the baby a kiss goodbye, but she thought that it would, like, be interesting to kiss him on the forehead. Like... It, it was a nice thought. Aww. Alright, my MVP. I'm going to pick Regina. Because why not? Uh, you know, out of the heroes, I feel like she was the most interesting this episode. <laughs> I... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I agree with all of you. I don't like the idea of like revisiting the, oh, should I be evil? Should I be good? I have to suppress the evil. I, f I feel like they've been doing that a lot with Regina. And I feel like that should be over and done with but i really liked her emotional one-on-one -on -one scene with them i thought uh, lana parria did a really good job with it hmm. priscilla well since you took lana and and um the upcoming villain was taken away i i have actually someone else and it's weird right no love it because oh. Whereas Henry kind of portrays like all like that shit that you really dislike in teens, she's that she's a pretty like stable teen. Like when Henry goes off into like starting shit, like she's the one that comes up with the idea to use the Grail. She's the one that's like, "Hey, slow your roll." Like, look, like these these books look like your other books. Like, she's a calm teenager and actually kind of like interesting to to look at. Like. I, I want to see more of her. So, Violet. Hey. I like that. Did that pizza look like accurate New York pizza? No. Then why would you buy pizza off the side of the road that they don't even give you paper plates for? <laughs> mm -mm. Should have been a hot dog. Well, there you dog. go. Yeah, or a pretzel. 
hot dog or a pretzel. Or, you know, halal is really popular in New York City, but yeah. I don't like that here or anything. That is that is not New York pizza, that is Canadian pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, hashtag accurate. All right, Katie, it's time to get a little spoilery, I think. Yes, it is. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, as always, especially over the hi- hiatus, because there's going to be a lot of spoilers coming out, I'm sure, especially towards July. You can visit our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash Storybook Weekly Mirror and my site at storybookmirror.tumblr.com. We'll be posting all of the spoilers that come out, whether they be filming spoilers, official confirmed spoilers, casting news, anything like that. So you're definitely going to want to check that out if you're super excited for season six. So the ratings for the first half of the finale for this episode initially was a 1.3 in the demographic with 4.31 million viewers, which is up from last week's. Um, initial ratings, but in the adjusted overnight ratings, it did drop down to a 1.2 in the demographics. Um, So not too much of a dip there, and it did still stay steady with last week's, so that's pretty good. Everyone remember to message Katie about whether or not she knows the contract status of the actors. That's A+. (laughs) Keep sending her the Damn. Thank you so much for helping helping them out. You're welcome, Katie. <laughs> On that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybook Weekly Mirror. Visit the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Storybook Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybookweeklymirror. You can also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Radio. Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Granny kissed the forehead for everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.